You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. Hey, uh, before we get into all the NFL stuff, and man, there's, there's a lot to cover today. Let's, uh, let's talk about that national championship game. I, I know you saw that. Yeah. You know, I was really impressed um, with what Georgia did defensively. They just were relentless with their pressures. Yeah. And, you know, they lost to them previously. Georgia lost to Alabama previously, mostly on conditioning. They just ran them out of the stadium. Those big guys on defense just – but they were in great shape. The Georgia team was in great shape. But to me, they lost that game run. I know you, you'll agree with me on this. The two corners from Alabama were horrible in that game. Yeah. Three and Three big and, plays on them that cost them the game. And remember, they, they've lost. Alabama's lost their, their starting two corners. So yeah. they were down to – Two freshmen, yeah. Yeah, they were down to two freshmen. And that game, that game was big. It was too big for a couple of freshmen. The freshman receiver – had a key ball he dropped yeah. uh, going down near the goal line, and uh, and that was that was huge. But I, I thought I, I thought you know, hats off to Kirby Smart and his Georgia team. You know, to fight back, come back, and play well. And uh, they beat up on Michigan's great offensive line. And I knew I knew that front four was going to be a problem. <laughs> it was a question of time. And then that running back Smith, number three, he's going to play in the league, buddy. Oh, yeah. He's something else. Now, he hit that. When he hits a crease and he's got the jump cut, he's got it all that you look for in the league is that for a great back. He really does. Pass yeah. protection, they came with a safety, and he just lit him up. It was yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. The thing that was amazing to me, though, is Alabama gets down inside the the 10-yard the line four times. And they stalled out. And they stop him yeah. all four times. Yeah, they were struggling there. I thought if I had to pick one moment when the game changed completely, was when their big wide receiver got hurt. And they were yeah. already coming in there. This has been the most banged up Alabama team we've seen in a long time. They yeah, came in had, de- depleted. Yeah, depleted, yeah. 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 I'm, there's no question he would have been effective in that game. Now, whether they still win or not, I don't know. I, I thought I don't the know secondary, either. I thought the secondary from Georgia played extremely well. Yeah. Yeah. They were and, tight uh, everywhere. They didn't and they were really good. And I think they had they got into their rhythm in the second half. They were they were kind of feeling their way along early. Yeah. And uh, they were coming out on first down and, and drop back like like the Rams, for instance. You know, they just don't do that, right? Yeah. It's not what they do. And they're not a drop back team. And they struggled and struggled. Then they came out and started running the ball. And they're getting five yards of crack and stayed with a little bit. Threw a couple of play action passes. And they really got going. So we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up on this note because this is your specialty, the quarterbacks. Uh, let, let's start with – you know, it's a great story with the Stetson kid. You know, it's an all-American story. That's the that's the one that they put on cereal boxes, right? Yeah. Um, so, how how good is he? I, you know, he's a good college player. Yeah, that's what I. Think. And he made some really good plays in that game. But in terms of getting the ball out quick, he doesn't have that yeah. uh, arm strength. You know, which is not a big deal to me. It never has been. But 
He's a fairly accurate guy, but he's a really good college player. Um, you know, I'd have to see him. I just don't know when things things are so much faster in the league. The guy that the Alabama quarterback now, that dude can get the ball out fast. I noticed that. I mean, they were, you know, he avoided probably early in the game five sacks just because he got the ball out so quick. Yeah. And he's accurate. I really like him a lot. I think that even though he's a little diminutive, I think he's a little small and all that stuff, but uh, I like him. I like his skills a lot. And I like the fact that he sees things quickly and gets rid of the ball. They were just uh, too much for him up front. And yeah, it's not he, his fault. And, you know, Mike, it's even in the NFL, I've, I've always been. And you tell that great story about the time you went down to New Orleans when you were with the Rams and, and, and beat them like back to back times and, you know, to win, win the comp, win the division and go to the playoffs so and so. But I, I always thought it was a tough deal to have to play a team like Georgia again. And now the second time around is in the national championship game. That, 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 that's tough. And, and Alabama was banged up. Yeah, there's two ways of looking at that. I've, I've always thought there's two ways of really looking at that, Ron. Yeah. Who's it tough for? The guys that got beat or the guys that won the game? You well, know? right. Yeah. So, just, to me, yeah. I think it's a real advantage, and that's what we've talked to our team about. I was telling Roy, our producer, earlier, we went out and played Seattle and beat them, came, beat them at home, and they won the, our division. And then we went out and played them in the playoffs and beat them. So, we beat them twice at their beat place. Them twice, yeah. We wow. beat them three times during the year. So, it's it's one of those things where um, you can kind of almost intimidate the, the other team, too, you know. There's that, that factor as well. That's right. Because in that's the back of their head. Do. Yeah, that's yeah. what you can't beat us, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, in the back of their head, they know that uh, they've been beaten by you guys and it could happen again. And then, and know, the other thing, Ron, the other thing about that is everything that you saw us do in the other game. Yeah. Well, you're not going to see any of that. <laughs> oh, know? really? That's, yeah. So that's, that's what we did. We didn't do anything that we did in the previous game. So that goes away from like the theory of don't go away from what's working. You, you, you know, went, right. a, you went away from what's working and still made it work. <laughs> the old coach's stuff is just, you know, big games, keep it simple. So the guys can play good. That doesn't work. That just does not work. I'm telling you, guys are too good at coaches on defense. Now they just don't. You, you, that's a great point now. See that that's, and I hope all our, our listeners are listening to that one, you know, to win big games. Now you got to have something else in your back pocket. You've always said that you got to have an adjustment. So Marty Schottenheimer, great seasons. Always in the playoffs, but never oh, would. Because yeah. when he got, and I talked to Marty about this, you know, God bless him. He's a great man. Of course, a great, a great coach. But Marty, when he got into those positions, he says, you know, we're just going to keep things simple. And with our players, are really good players. We're just going to let them play and not make, make them think too hard. Well, that's, you're just, you're really kind of in the possibility of winning away from those guys. You got to give them. Yeah. You got to give them special stuff, you know, that they can have an edge over that other team with. And yeah, you're on defense during the week and the walkthroughs. You walk through all the different things that they do, don't you? You know, you the gap control, the run fits, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah, all that. Right. But all that stuff that you walk through, and then you get in the game, and then you don't see any of that. And that's what we did. Yeah. So all that stuff that we did in the running game against them, we changed everything. Yeah. And we would change a lot of our passing game, too, and then we'd just go into two minutes just in an odd time. So, you know, to me, that was the way to beat them and uh, yeah. just protect the ball. You know, we, we end up uh, – that was our Achilles in big games is, you know, turnovers. Well, well, I have to throw this in here since we're on the college platform, and, I, and I'm afraid I won't be able to tell this story. 
uh, until next year this time. So I might as well tell you now. So here's my Nick Saban story. So I, I had the fortune of being pretty highly recruited coming out of high school for whatever reason. And uh, so <laughs> that was a joke, Mike. You're supposed to laugh at that. Of course you were <laughs> highly recruited. I know you were. <laughs> so um, Nick Saban comes to my house with uh, the old coach at Ohio State, Earl Bruce. Remember yeah. him? Oh, yeah. Now, they, they come in as a tandem, all right? And they they come in and they, and I gotta tell you, Earl Bruce was a stiff guy. Earl Bruce is he, he's the only person that I know of that went through life without ever smiling. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't smile in my living yeah. room that day either. He's a miserable human being. <laughs> oh my he's gosh, he was yeah. And and so, but this is Ohio State now. They come in and they're red and everything, and they sit down, and it's like uh, you know. It's it's like the clergy is in my living room. Is it? There's no no. There's no talking. There's no moving. They're just sitting there, like side to side, this close. Yeah. And I and me, and I'm 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 18 years old, 17 years old, and you know, Dad. See, Dad would purposely disappear when those coaches came around. Why? Because he didn't want his influence as. You know, yeah, former world champion, Green Bay yeah, Packer. Big he name, didn't, yeah. Right. He didn't want that. He wanted to he show. He was a bigger name than they were. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. know what, Mike? That yeah. really made me mad because I, I, I always thought he was going to be right there. And, you know, he's going to ask questions. And I'm just going to. He said, he no, a, son. Yeah. He, he thought it was the best thing for you. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. He, yeah. He, it was his. He said, this is your show, not mine. Right. So, you know, we have a talk. And it's just like I said, very few words. And, and this is a very young Nick Saban. And boy, he he had that that bravado and that attitude, and he was just firing questions off at me. And 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 when I'd answer a question, like he'd say, "So, what do you like to do beside football?" And I'd say, "Well, you know, I'm playing baseball. I like that." And blah blah blah. And I'd answer the question. He'd st- stare at me, like, "Was that answer not the one you wanted to hear?" <laughs> so, so anyway. He says he wants to find out what kind of competitor you are. Oh, oh wait. And he does. So they leave. We shake hands, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, I don't know if I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Buckeye. And you know, I just didn't get a good feeling from the meeting. And I had had a bunch of coaches come up there. Now, you know, they, they should. Terry Downey came up there and yeah, right. uh, Barry Switzer came up there and I went to Penn State. That was down the road on a visit. So, so now. Fast forward, we're getting close to signing time. So I'm in the bed sleep. It's probably around 11, 30, 12 o'clock. My mom knocks on my door. She said, Ronnie, Ronnie, wake up. I said, what, what's going on? She said, there's a coach here. I said, a coach here? I said, who? She said, the guy from Ohio State. I go downstairs. It's Nick Saban. Nick Saban does a surprise visit back to my house at 12 midnight, dad sleep, everyone sleep. So I'm in my living room talking to Nick Saban at midnight. He said, yeah, you know, I was, uh, I, I came in town early cause I got to see another kid in the area. And I just figured I would just see if you're still awake. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm, I'm here. So he starts grilling me. So I, so you like to hit. So I was, I was watching the film, you know, I, you know, a couple tackles look like you, you kind of shied away from, which was a complete lie. You know, he's trying to get me fired up. I said, no, coach, no, I, I love to hit. <laughs> and so he says, well, uh, well I, heard, I heard you're a pretty good racquetball player. I said, yeah, I'm a real good racquetball player. 
He said, all right. I said, yeah. I said, uh, where do you play? I said, I play over here at the stadium. You no, know, the Bills stadium. They got racquetball courts. He said, you want to go play? Now I'm thinking he's talking about tomorrow. I said, yeah, we can play tomorrow. No problem. I'll just uh, tell dad and we can go over and play. He said, no, 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 no. I'm talking about right now. I said, coach, it's, it's 1230. He said, so what? Your dad has the keys to the place. He can let us in, right? <laughs> I said, coach, it's 1230. Mike, we went over there and played racquetball at one in the morning at yeah. the Bill Stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I beat him and he accused me of cheating. I mean, it's, it's the wildest racquetball tournament game I've ever played in. I mean, every, 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 every hit I made, he'd call hinders. And if you play racquetball, hinders is when oh, you yeah. get in the other guy's way and he can't swing. Yeah. Hinders, yeah. coach, I'm over here. You were over yeah. here. How, how is that hinders? <laughs> but, man, that's, that's my Nick Saban story. And this, well, he wanted to see, like I said, how competitive I was. And that's sure, how competitive that's he, he is. Yeah, I couldn't believe a, that. Yeah, he had a question in my, you know, my big recruiting story would be New Mexico State came in, and they recruited me hard for a while. This guy was the defense coordinator at Houston, Nick or uh, Jim Jim Eddy, I think was his name. Jim, Jim Eddy. Jim yes. Eddy. He he went to be the court, yeah, yes. the defensive yes. coordinator yes. Yes. at Houston yes. during that big Frank Wright comeback. And yeah. he had yeah, and he was a Texan. Yeah. He had that accent, and he said, "My, tell you what, you, you know, in those days they <laughs> take they could take you to dinner in town and all that stuff." He said, "Why don't you all come down here to the hotel and?" Pick in and meet me. We'll sit and visit a bit, and I'll take you to dinner, and we'll we'll see how things go. What do you say? And I said, sure, you know. And you know, I had a real good season as a sophomore, and had a lot of catches and all that stuff. So, but you know, as a tight end, I just wasn't not very big, right? So yeah. <laughs> so oh. I'm all fired up. I get all dressed up, and I I pull up to the hotel there, and I go to his room, and I knock on the door, and he opens up the door now, and he <laughs> and I met him right on time. He had his tidy whities on in cowboy boots. Oh, and a toothbrush bad, in his mouth. Oh, that's a bad look. It's a bad sight. Oh. It was an ugly sight. It was oh. an ugly sight. So, but it, when he opened when he opened up the door, he looked at me up and down like this. He came up and down like that, and he came. Well, come on in, sit down. So he made the judgment right away. I just wasn't big, what he was looking for. So oh, it was a twenty man. minute conversation. He said, "Well, listen, thanks for stopping by. There was no oh. beer. There was no nothing." Jim Eddie, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, from yeah. what I understand, though, from from uh, from my father and a couple of he was a good man, though. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he was. But he, uh, my point was, he just I didn't yeah, yeah, know yeah. I didn't actually stay, you know, no, and no, he, no. Yeah. My no. senior we went back and we beat him like 50 to nothing or whatever. So. Yeah. No, I didn't mean that. No, he 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 was. I'm talking about a good coach on yeah, the oh, field yeah, and is. everything. But you cannot it, be a not a good coach and be a defensive coordinator in the NFL. You know, well, right. Right. And it was unfortunate. And he said, you know, everyone said. The problem wasn't Eddie, and it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna look like it, he was the problem because oh, the, the huge comeback. comeback. We're talking about, yeah. yeah. The problem was the the Houston Oilers at that time, and I remember Warren Moon was a quarterback. Didn't have a tight end on the roster. They yeah, didn't. They couldn't they didn't, run the clock out. Yeah. They didn't have the ability to go into Slow a four down, minute sure. run game offense. Right, and that's what everyone said. It's almost was like a run and shoot kind of a deal. In fact, it, it was. was some. Some of it was. So they it could not slow it down a little bit, and that's and that's what right. happened to him. And then he, but he caught all the credit on that, and it really kind of blew his career out of the water. Yeah, it he sure never did. Really recovered from that game. All right. Well, speaking of getting blown out of the water, let's go. Uh, let's go on to the NFL here and. Uh, Man, we, we were talking about uh, weird games, weird situations. 
briefly, for those of you who don't know, for whatever reason, uh, the Raiders are in, Steelers are in, 49ers are in. Those are teams that were hanging on that bubble that are in the playoffs, you know, the, 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 the key ones there, so to speak. And Chargers are out, Ravens out, Dolphins out, Indies out, New Orleans is out. So let's, uh, Mike, let's talk about this Raider game, Whew, this Raider-Charger game and the whole, boy, if we both tie, then we both go to the playoffs. And in the end, it almost looked like it was going to happen. But the Chargers did something that I think, okay. I think spooked the Raiders and they hit a big run and they said, screw it. We're just going to go win the game and, and forget all this. So they had basically sent a message to the charger bench by letting the clock run all the way down. And they're just running dives. Yeah. They're saying, Hey buddy, we're both in just, let's just be cool. Right. And he ran it down about five seconds and just all of a sudden he called timeout. Well, the Raiders are thinking, oh, man, he's going to try and get the ball back with whatever little time. So they're trying they, to win the game. That's, what, they're thinking. That's game. what the Raiders are thinking. Yeah. yeah. So it spooked them, like you said, and then they and they got a nice 10-yard run, got him in field goal range, kicked field goal to win. It was, it was just a – I don't know what went on on that sideline with uh, Brandon. I, I don't know. Um, but that was just an incredibly uh, poor decision uh, that he made there. I thought, the you know, going for it from the 20-yard line, I don't care – what anybody you just don't do that you just don't do that you're not you're not giving their players the best opportunity to win that game you know if they didn't do that that's a possession and of course they they got three points out of that and that's the difference in the game right there's there. a difference in the game i i just when it went on you like can't do stuff like that and he's such a good coach he's young he'll learn but and i know he's going on this next gen stats garbage which but that had the stats have nothing to do with who those people are you go for it when you have a good play that you really like and you like the matchups. You just don't go for it because the stats say go for it. And this game was different than the Kansas City game a few weeks prior when yeah. he had some fourth down situations that was in the middle of the field, in between the 20s, as we like to say, and he went for it. And that, that was different. You know, and a couple down by the goal line, all right, he went for it. That totally different situation. But in a close game like that, Points you know are going to be a premium. You cannot make a move like that. That was that was the move that the Raiders were waiting on. And like you said, it came down to those three points. It was a second, just, it was a second quarter decision just, back to, on your twenty yard line, and I just, just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't believe, believe he was doing that. I just could not believe uh, that he was. But he did it. And no, no. you know, and again, when you go for it, you go for it because you really feel like you've got something you like against them. Yeah, you can go for it just because you think you should go for it. You know, that's, that's be, right. It's all about the people, the matchups, the structures. Hey, we can take advantage of this. We'll block it this way. We'll get it in here, or we'll throw it over there. You know, we'll show a hard fake and throw it to this guy. Whatever that is, that's what you do. But you don't go for it just because. Because when he's gone for it, a lot of the stuff is just blah. There's nothing really special. Like if we went for it on fourth and one, we put nickel and get into unbalanced versus man, run no force and just run out, run away from force. There's no force. Yeah. Stuff like that where you try to manipulate the defense, it gets just exactly what you want with an advantage. He didn't do any of that. Yeah. I, I think these guys have to be careful. I, I'm all for the young coach thing. And some of these guys are really good and we've seen some great things, but all this next-gen stats thing, Ronnie, that you're talking about, you know, that they were talking about on TV, 
Yeah. Stats are fine, but what they don't do it, the, the, the reality of it is matchups and people and structures, you know, and, and you've got to take all that into consideration before you even think about going for it, you know? Yeah. No, that, that he's got to rethink that it's going to be a long off season for him to rethink that. And, and, and he can say whatever he wants to the media, he can pound his chest on that, but you know, late at night, he's going to think about damn. I need well, I think, that. I think he, he'll take a hit on that one and I think he'll change that. I, God, I don't God. think he's going to be defensive about that. I, I mean, I haven't heard, but I don't yeah. think that's his character. I think if he's made it, he'll, he'll own up to it and he'll be reflective on it. Boy, how about the drives, though, with oh my Herbert? Oh, my. He's that's everything. the most courageous, most courageous. That's the best performance in a quarterback in a quarter I've ever seen in my life. Right. He's got nothing. He's got no nothing. timeouts coming down the field. Nothing. I mean, he's just – just nothing. It's just four, amazing. Fourth downs. Four, you know, fourth and oh. 20, Ron. Fourth and 20. Oh, Got no chance it. to win the game. Fourth and 20, and he throws a touchdown. He throws a rocket. And then he gets flushed on the other fourth down, fourth and uh, 15 or whatever it was, and puts the ball over in the corner where the, nobody can get it but the back. You know, <laughs> and just right around his knees. And it was the most incredible performance by quarterback I think I've ever seen. Yep. And then to lose the game. That really, you that, know, that, that, was sucked, that really sucked. So my thing about Brandon is, you know, you can't, you can do that and the players will, yeah, okay. But you do that too much now, you'll lose those, the, you know, they lose faith in your ability to have good judgment and give them an opportunity to win. And that will erode some of that on him. Yeah. Mike, what would you have done if you were, if you were either team, the Raiders or the Chargers with this tie thing? Would you have played it kind of like it looked like the Raiders were playing it? Yeah, no it? question. Yeah, no question yeah. I would. Because the whole yeah. idea is just getting in. Yeah, it didn't I mean, you win the game and you're in, but either way you're in. So what difference does it make? So here's a John Cooper used to say this. I was thinking about this this morning when I got up, believe it or not. He said, Mike, you got to win the surest way. <laughs> win the surest way. You know, and a tie there is a win because it puts you into the playoffs. And it was a yeah. perfect opportunity for him. You know, he just – I don't know why he did that. I just don't get it. Gosh, that's weird. The head shaker. And I didn't look at any of the, you know, the interviews or anything from to see what was said or what he said. Uh, but you can't defend that. I don't even try to defend that. Especially when you go into overtime. My thinking is, listen, we took both. We took each other to overtime. And now we're getting ready to wind down this overtime. I'm not going to do anything stupid. It's almost like. It's almost like a standoff with 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 two sh- soldiers that have rifles pointed at each other, but the war's over. Yeah. So what? And they so did, they can turn around and walk away and and, and both save their lives. So yeah, you can both meet out in the middle and sing uh, uh, "Oh Holy Night of Christmas." You know. <laughs> you know? So so you know the Raiders were sending a message just on how they played that over. They went down very conservatively, yeah. kicked the field they sure, goal. You could see it happening, and, and, and they it was said, like. Oh my gosh. Okay, get the ball. And if you kick a field goal, great, you know, but and they went down, kicked the field goal, tied it up miraculously. And yeah. So I don't know. Uh, you know, the bigger one of the bigger issues for me in that game was the the right tackle against that defensive was it Crosby? That defensive end from from Oakland. That defensive right. end just he took that offensive storm. line. Oh. But they didn't help him. No, they I put a tight end over there, but he never hit him. He just kind of flinched at him. The back flinched at him, but nobody Dude. actually chipped him. And they just left that poor tackle out there to die. 
Yeah, it was and rough it, on both tackles. Yeah, they. Oh got yeah, would you get yeah. four sacks on him or, or some dumb thing? It just. Uh, yeah, they got. That's a, great a coaching play. issue that that should have been addressed during the game, and I've had that happen before. You got scrambling to adjust to that. Mm. So, end of the day, Chargers are out. Uh, so let's let's talk about uh, this uh, this 49er Ram game, and then we'll we'll go to the upcoming games. You know, I'm trying to think, Mike. Has anyone have you ever lost six of anything straight to someone, like ping pong, golf, uh, bowling, in, anything? Six no. straight. I, I was thinking about that, and I want our listeners to think about anything. It could be anything, cards, whatever. Well, let me let me take it back. I, I was with an organization that had lost. I think 22 straight to San Francisco, 22 straight. And I was part of that when I was in LA for three years. And then we moved the club back to St. Louis. So I was part of 10 of them. Mike, Mike, you're telling me that the old Rams in LA that were down in Orange County there, you're telling me that that group lost 22 straight to the 49ers. Yeah. Oh man. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, it, I, was, I, oh. it was like 21 or 22 straight. They hadn't beaten them since the 80s. And oh I think God. since like uh, 88 or some dumb thing like that. So I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, in the, my first three years with them in LA, we lost every one of them and should, and should have had them beat. And one of them, Steve Young, had a 50 yard run with no time on the clock to beat us. But then we, we moved the team to St. Louis and we, we lose four there. Yeah. We lost two of them at the clock there. And then I left for two years and then I came back. So, and that was when we changed everything. Then we never lost to them. Then we went 10 and two against them. Then, because I understood the importance of, because they were the team. And when he, when he got up there, the linebacker, uh, what's his name, and started hitting the bag. Oh, Norton. Uh, that was, that was Norton. in uh, St. Louis. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I took a picture of that and, I, and then I took a, some quotes out of that. So all week long, I'd show that thing with him hitting the bag and the quotes, same old Rams, same old Rams. Same old Rams quote. And it didn't mean anything to a lot of those guys because they weren't around with all that. Yeah. But they understood after a while that it was a thing for this organization had to get over. And then we we took it over real big. Oh, boy. Yeah, I I remember you did. And that next game, I actually did that game. I called that game. You did. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a game that Isaac Bruce went insane. He had TDs. Yeah. Three he, in, went, he had three TDs in the first quarter, and then we put the bomb in the third quarter, I think. And yeah, you guys blew him out of the water. And, and it was yeah. so it was such a big moment for Isaac. He became emotional on the sideline after I think his third touchdown. So the, yeah. what you don't understand about Isaac is people don't get is he hated the 49ers because it's what he wanted. He wanted the greatness that they had attained, and yeah. he was such a competitor. He never felt like the guys on the team competed at the highest level like he was trying to attain and it bothered him so we were yeah. finally there and he never thought he'd see it and we were finally there and it just was an emotional moment for him yeah you know jackie slater's like that very he no, gets very emotional and it's no, real it, it is for real. the camera it's it's real that that hate uh, for that organization but but remember folks everything is cyclical because back in the 70s, uh, I remember the Rams used to beat up on the 49ers time after yeah. time after time so after time. So how about yep. this irony? So then I end up at San Francisco. Yeah, They cut Isaac. He comes out and plays a year for me at San Francisco. The very last game of his career, the very last play of his career is a game-winning touchdown with no time on the clock. 
Oh my god. To beat the Rams. To beat Francisco. the Rams. Oh, From San Francisco, yeah. Oh my gosh. How about the irony that, of that? that? That irony. But well, you know what happens with the what's happening with the Rams in the I think with uh, the quarterback is they're a little bit of a fragile team. They don't have the running game they just need to have. They just don't have it. The offensive line is horrendous in protection. Horrendous. It's a worst Technically, they're the worst pass-blocking team I've seen in the league, just from a, the technical aspect, not Why physical. Is that? Why is that, Mike? All right. So when you're in protection, the, and I'm talking primarily the inside three guys, but the tackles yeah. too, but the inside three guys when the I'm watching. Inside three, yeah. You don't want past two and a half yards. So you, when you step to a three technique, you got to step in a, on your set and drag your other foot and, and keep your weight on that inside foot and punch. And you can't get turned. The guards and centers, when they're do picking up games, they get the shoulder turn. Well, you get your shoulder turn, and the lineman gets on the shoulder. It's what we call soft shoulder. It's all over. And you, when you watch him on film, on the drop back stuff, that's why they throw they throw so much play action stuff. You know, where they're sliding over here and doing that kind of thing. And but in drop back, they just not very technically sound. And Jack will see Jack. I'm sure sees that probably driving him crazy. That's why there's so much pressure on him. Because one-on-one, they just don't hold up inside. No, that's, that's right. And that's why they try to run so much boot because that yes. disguises that. In other play actions and do that yeah. kind of stuff. And the left tackle is, you know, he's, he's on his last leg. He's been a great player all these years. Yeah, but he's going to struggle yeah. against anybody that's decent, you know. So yeah. their offensive line, they cannot, and I said this last week, they cannot play a two-minute offense. They just can't do it. So if they're down – to go into a full – I don't even know if they have that deal where, like, four receivers, you, they just can't go to a two-minute deal where it's just all dropped back in the gun. They're just not going to hold up. They're just not. They can't block a really great down four, you know, and no. I think that's that's number one. Number two, the quarterback, he's just got to play excellent football for them to have a chance. He can't have a blow-up of one or two plays like he's had. He just can't. And, they, and of course, he did in that game, too. He did it too, yeah. And uh, they were trying to get the ball to cup there in the last series, and that that was weird because Odell must have been in the wrong place. He jumped over and and deflected he a ball that was clearly it. going to cup, and then yeah, then he, it looked like the quarterback underthrew Odell. I thought it had a chance on that deep ball in the last last. Play. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, he underthrew him by four or five yards. Yeah, he, did. he yeah. couldn't get enough on. He just threw it late. Those deep balls, if you don't get it up on time, then it's that's, you, you that's can't right. throw it. He just didn't get up on time. So, but the other thing about the Rams, not trying to beat up on them, but the no. thing I look at them technically is they've got those two great pass rushers outside now, you know, and but they're light in the ass guys. Yeah, and their inside guys are other than. What's uh what's the big uh so tackle? Floyd uh well um, well you got Ashawn Robinson he's no, a big no, yeah the other big, big kid and, the, and, and then uh oh yeah um Gaines you know, Gaines yes Gaines, Gaines. yeah yeah next so to Gaines Donald. is probably the most stout guy in there but they're all small they're small guys yeah small Aaron Aaron's small, small you, you know you get a guard on Aaron and and uh, you double team me just roll them out and that's what guys do. That's what they're if I was going to play yeah. them, I would run left at number 40, single block him with a tight end, and double and double him back into that linebacker. Reader, you never see him because everybody gets gets up and blocks him. They can't yeah. keep a defensive lineman off the linebacker. He can't make a play at linebacker. No, nah, they just next level him, and, and that shows over. Yeah, I'd love to see them snug up in some real tight man 
Tyson real tight man just blitz a hell out of people, you know, with their speed. I really well, would. they've got they've got it. They've got a corner to do that, and I and I think they can hold up on the other side. They've had issues on the other side though, but you know what? That's part of it, and you've got to be able does, to. So, Ron, I mean, That's everybody right. in the league does. But if you make, if you, you know, depending on the quarterback, you know, you just, I think you just go after him, you know. And I think you should. I just would like to see them do more with their front because they're so light, you know, to stop yeah. the run. You know, stop the run. They get down. They just, they just play their regular front. They don't do anything to really create havoc you know, on the schemes or anything, you know. Garoppolo. But that's always been my problem with them. I just don't like them defensively. They're just so vanilla, you know. Yeah. Uh, Garoppolo continues to surprise me every time he plays the Rams. I think this is the time he's going to not do it. I, I thought for sure the Rams were going to fix it. I said, okay, there's no way they're going to take an L here because if they win this thing, even though they still got into the playoffs, they backed in with Arizona loss. But even still, I thought, nah, they're tired of it. Five in a row is too much. They're going to fix this, and they're going to go out of the season on a good note. Well, when but, you say that, when people say that, though, Ron, you say that with the thought of they just weren't playing good in all the other games. You know yeah, what I mean? Okay, you, we just we didn't play up this enough, so we're going to – we'll really do it this no, time. No, they can't say that anymore. They can't say that because that other team has hit them in the mouth all the time. It, it, Mike, that's all I'm saying. So is, is what's your thoughts on Garoppolo now? I think I think really um, they have to, and he's changed a lot with Cooper Cup. He's really got done some really nice stuff with those guys. But the back in their passing game and in the running game is almost non-existent, and that's very very hard on an offense. So and it kind of goes on. It's not really exposed. It's just not talked about. And Michelle, or, or he's he's really a good back. They just don't do much out of the running back. You know, the running game or, you know, power running. There's, they just kind of, they hand it a little bit, then they're not patient, then they get off it, you know. No, they, they, it's like, it's almost like they want it, they want it to get slammed so they can start throwing the ball. Well, and then they're doing all the reverses, of course, and all that stuff, all the tricks that that they've done so good over the years. And it's good. But, you know, here's what I will say to you, and people used to criticize me, but we always ran the ball well. I will tell you, we always rushed. We're always in the top five rushing. Yeah. But the one thing that we did in camp is everything in camp to begin with was physical. It We just pounded, 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 pounded. Nine on seven, full pads, buddy. And and uh, we had to establish a physical aspect of the game. That's inherent to who you are. That's who the 49ers are. Yeah. And that's why I think they'll go away in the playoffs. I really do. No, they're a physical team, and they know what the Rams don't like, and they make sure they give it to them. That was as dirty in there between the tackles with the Owen defensive lines as you will see in any NFL game in history. And that was, that was intentional. Definitely yeah, like I said, though, part. they just physically just, don't have the stature to hand up with to hold the, up against uh, the Rams. Don't, yeah. Line. Yeah. 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 So they just don't have the – the size they just don't so you get into two tight ends against those guys and you run at the edges and that's what they did they just kept running left you know and rolling him out of there and and, uh, they did a good job they have they know what they do they know what they want to do and they just do it you know and it's it worked but they were down 17 to nothing there i thought oh man this is the old thing's going to change and there they come back that's something yeah just when i think i got garoppolo figured out and boy he had the bad thumb and wasn't supposed to play and 
then then they then the great interception by uh, Jalen Ramsey there I thought saved the Rams. But yeah, he did. You know, in the end they came back down the field in a couple performances. Uh, and, and we'll get off this. Debo Samuel still continues to be a man every time he plays. Amazing the Rams. athlete. Yeah, amazing. And, and, and this Jawan Jennings, this number fifteen, he came out of nowhere, so to speak. Six catches, ninety-four yards, two touchdowns from him. Yeah, he did, and I'd never heard of this kid before. I didn't right. know who he was. Yeah, no, and, and he just showed up and just – so this is a team, and this is going to be an interesting game here. Let, let's just go to this right now. We're going to go to the games coming up this week. Uh, so let's start with San Francisco. Let's start in the NFC side. You got San Francisco at Dallas. Now, these are the wild card games, folks. The, 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 uh, the number one seeds will sit it out. Green Bay will sit it out. They got a bye week. They're the number one seed throughout. And the Tennessee Titans somehow came back and, and surprised everybody and uh, snuck in there and got the number one seed. So they will sit out the first week. But San Francisco at Dallas, Mike, what, what are you thinking here? I think this is going to be a very, very hard game for Dallas because it's a team that they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of football that they've not played this year at all. Real physical smash mouth on both sides of the ball. I think what they'll do is they'll go in there and gobble up the clock and get first downs and keep Dallas, you know, off the field offensively as much as they can. And I think that um, that it'll be a field position deal where you'll know, get as many first downs as you can. Hopefully, you can get points. If not, you can put them at the other end of the field. You know, and I think uh, that's the key against a, a great offense like this. And I do think that uh, they'll have a hard time talking about the Cowboys against that defense. I really do. Yeah, and the Cowboys have have they've gone up and down that mountain. Now, sometimes they look really good, and then there's situations like the Denver Bronco game where they just look. That's like, what the Broncos what did. That? Them, though, That's what the Broncos did to them. They just they gobbled up the clock. They got first downs. They scored when and had the opportunity. And they, you know, what happens is. And you'll see this with the Cowboys. You get real panicky as play callers. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So now you get, you know, you've had an eight, eight play drive that's taken all this time off the clock. You feel like you got to make something happen. Yeah. So they'll go in there and they will stuff the running game of the of uh, Dallas. They'll stuff them. I'm talking yeah. about the 49ers will they, stuff them. They it. will stuff them. Yeah. And then what will happen is the 49ers or the Cowboys will just start winging it. And when they do that, you know, when he's on, man, it's, you can't stop him. So, if he's on, you know, that's great. But if he plays like he's been playing and with the misses, it'll be a hard day for him. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a hard game for the Cowboys. I, I think they win. I do think they'll win this game, but it'll be really hard for him. It'll be a hard game to play. I, I, I agree. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. Oh, Tampa Bay will kill them. They got no chance. Yeah. They got no chance. Philadelphia, I know there's a you know they're playing really well coming down the stretch, but but I don't believe it. I, I just I, I – I don't Tampa Bay, uh, the, the first round of the playoffs, just like last year, they'd lost to, you know, New Orleans. And they come back and play New Orleans. In the, yeah. That's, in the playoffs now, the first round of the playoffs, buckle up. They're ready to go. This team that's been there, they're a really good football team. They're healthy. Uh, they're on a mission. I think uh, – I don't think – I don't think they can beat them. Well, they've got, they've got Fournette out. Um, they, they've, they've lost Godwin for the year, AB Antonio Brown went a wall. We know that one. And Mike Evans is, is on and off. He's been battling an injury. 
so Ronald Jones may come back for this. You know, so they've got their share of injuries. Yeah. And uh, Levante David uh, will, will, I think, will come back. He's been in and out of the, the mix a little bit. So, and Pierre so they, Paul, so they got to get healthy here. So they had two receivers I never heard of have like 150 yard games. So you could put Herbie Moskowitz up there at wide receiver right now with them, you know, and I didn't, it didn't matter. They're just going to beat them, Ron. I'm just telling you, Tampa Bay doesn't make any difference. What Philadelphia, they're going to beat them. And defensively they'll, they'll shut them down. And, and, you know, it's, it starts and ends with Tom Brady. We, we know that Arizona will uh, take on the Rams. Now this is, this is interesting because Arizona to me now has clocked out. They, they look like they're just – they've already made plans for Cancun. I tell you what's happened with them, Ron, is, is that coaching staff does not know what to do. That's, uh, that's obvious. Yeah. You no, know, what that's I'm saying right. is, you know, we talked about the plan of how you beat them and all that stuff. Yeah. They don't change much on offense of what they do. They start running the ball, but if they get behind, they abandon the running game completely. Yeah. And then that quarterback, everybody has just contained him. Last week was a perfect picture. The ends came up and stopped and waited – and see what just to see which way he's going to try to bail. And they pushed up the front, and he, he can't see. So he goes to bail, and he can't. That's, and that's, that's, the and way that's what the, yeah. the Rams inside now. And uh, Arnold, he's just – they'll kill him inside with those two guys. And those rushers yeah. outside, they can't block him. Yeah. And they won't yeah. try to run the ball against him. So, you know. And that's Kingsbury's MO on the negative side. You know, that's what happened to him in college. Great starts, poor finishes. And uh, it's like you say, I think they, they, they don't know what to do right now. So the Rams, the Rams should handle this one. I think Boy, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they will. Yeah. All right, let's go to the AFC side. So Pittsburgh with the whole Ben Roethlisberger story, it's, it's a great story. He, I'm sure he thought for a second there that uh, the Raiders and the Chargers were going to ruin his party, but they didn't. So they're going to go to Kansas City. And uh, the, the, the Pittsburgh's going to have to play hard, play well. I think, be tough. I think, I think Big Ben – will have wished that they didn't make it into the playoffs. This is going to get ugly. This one will be an ugly game. I think yeah. Kansas City will just light them up. They're just not very good. And, Mike, I don't like Kansas City's defense. I know they're better than no, they were, yeah. but they're just not consistent. There's something when I watch them. I watched them real close in that Denver game, and I know they 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 had something to play for, but not as much, you know, obviously as, as some other teams. But – Something didn't look right. That that game was way too hard for them against against Drew Locke. So and not a lot of weapons. Yeah, Spags is is doing it with mirrors and tape and magic right now. They're just not very good on defense, and he's done some things to protect some guys. They're just not very good. Yeah, you, you and, remember the, the the narrative a couple of yes. weeks ago, midseason was well that they they change it. The Chiefs are better on defense, folks. They got it together now. Mm, well, not if you really study it because he's really. He's moved guys around so much to try to – and he's done a great job of – because if he just sat in a defense with that group, you know, yeah. he's real creative on defense, which creates problems for you. Yeah. And, and he does a great job. But ultimately, those kinds of things give up real big plays. Hey, what the heck was this with Tyreek Hill uh, injuring his heel in and pregame warm-up? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, they, they, I don't know if he did it. They showed the guys doing all these alley-oop jumps. You know, guys like to warm up, and, and they got to warm up the way they warm up. But that was, man, you might want to tell him, dude, just tone it down a little bit for pregame. You don't, you're not getting paid for pregame. No, <laughs> no. I had that happen with Adam Marshalletta, yeah. Oh, you no. did that with Adam. Oh, God. Yeah. So, 
I think that uh, I really think that uh, Kansas City is going to really have a you know a, just a phenomenal outing against this group. I really do. I just yeah. don't think Pittsburgh's any good. I think they've done a great job of coaching there. It, again, they just they gotten everything out of that team that they can. It's just not they're not very good on defense. Okay, so before we go on to New England, Buffalo, and the Raiders, Cincinnati, uh, there's a story that came out this past week about some big, big time coaching move that's about to happen with the Raiders. So now, what what is that? To me, that can only be one thing, and that's that they're going to give Basaccia the job. And should know. they give Basaccia the job? Has he earned it? I think they should. He, I think he, I think he's got the he's locker room. It. He's he got the locker room. That's that's number one. That's key. Yeah. He's steadied the ship. No pun intended, because they were in rough waters for a second, and now they're in the playoffs. There's just those three things alone. And no question, tell me you got to strongly consider this man. There's <laughs> no question. You know, on the job proof right there. Here's a guy's taking a team right. through all kinds of weird stuff and put him in the playoffs. I mean, how does he not get the job? How, how does he not get the job? And that's a, it's a huge mistake. Oh, man. Oh, okay. So let me go on to New England Buffalo. So uh, Mac Jones isn't the same Mac Jones as he was the first 10 games. Uh, the last time New England went in there, they, they pulled that run the ball trick and Jones only threw for, I think, five attempts, something like that. Three, I think it was three attempts, two or three. Yeah. So now they're going back in the good old buff playoff time. What are you thinking on this one? Let me ask you a question. Who are the two wide receivers at New England? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. I know right. the one guy, but yeah. Yeah. They're just, he, they yeah. just don't have any firepower on the outside, Ron. <laughs> you know, they're a good team. They're just, they're getting everything out of that team. They're really good on defense, but. They, they don't have anybody outside. They don't have anybody out there that's that's going to make big plays for them because they haven't all year. They haven't made big plays all year. You know, they're just – they just have sustained drives and play great defense and don't beat themselves. Yeah. But ultimately was, in the playoffs, you get up against good teams that have big firepower, they just can't hold up. They just – you know, that's why – who are the receivers? I don't know. I don't know funny, either. Mike, the only reason I could remember them now is because they're tied into a movie – because they always make the joke, the Bourne ultimatum. Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne, he's, he's one guy. Aguilar is another guy. And Jacoby Myers, because it sounds like a law firm here in Los Angeles. But Yeah, they're just they're, – yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a really a below-average group at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, – man. Okay. So you, you're thinking Buffalo all the Buffalo way. Buffalo kills one. them. I think Buffalo yeah. will get all off. I really it, do. It feels like Buffalo on this one. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. So now the Raiders going back to Cincinnati and a red hot Cincinnati team. Maybe one of the places you don't want to play right now is Cincinnati just for the crowd energy and noise. This is going back to the eighties when they had the whole jungle thing going, you know, nineties rather the whole jungle. So, so they lose the last game. Cincinnati gets beat, right? In this last game. Um, you know, that, that kind of burst their bubble a little bit. But what they've not seen, Ron, in this Raider team is they've not seen defensive front like this. They have not seen a front like this. That defensive front is exceptional. No, they're pretty good. The and they got the now they got the one guy hurt. 
94. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they got yeah, him the, for the Raiders. Did. Nose guard, yeah. yeah they 93 did. and 94, yeah. And he was, he was back impressive. Or not. Right, he was but, impressive. But they'll have to block Crosby on the outside. They'll have to double him somehow. Right now, he's such a violent player. They're just they're, – they're playing with house money. Nobody expect him to do anything. You know, it, it, just the, the psyche of the whole thing, emotionally for the Raiders, they got nothing to lose. They'll go back there and – like the old Raiders did. They'll just raid and pillage, you know? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's a great point, Mike. They got nothing to lose. No, and nobody's expecting to do key. this. All yeah. the pressure is on Cincinnati. You know, they're great now. They've got the great quarterback, this, Mixon, and they do. The, the receiver, Chase, they're great. You know, the defense is playing good. They got it all going on. Well, the Raiders don't care about any of that stuff. They'll just go in there. It'll be a – this is really going to be a hard game for um, – for Cincinnati to win. It's going to be hard. It's going to really be hard. I wouldn't be surprised to see the, the Raiders go in there and put a thumping on them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that they, uh, they, they're good up front. They're a lot better up front, Mike, than people want to give them credit for. I think Max Crosby, uh, he, he makes his, him, his, himself known when it's time to, and Gakwe is there. Those you know, two they, guys on the outside now, Ron, those, those guys, that's a great tandem in the league. And he yeah. never comes out of the game. He never gets tired. Yeah. No, I know. Never seen that? I've never seen I that. Like he that. never gets tired. He, I need some of what, what he's what kind yeah. of vitamins he's <laughs> taking, man. And whatever that is, boy. Well, you but, know, and he he he's it's well chronicled his his fight over alcohol and, and all that. So, you know, he's he's living another life also from a, a face standpoint. Yeah. A relatively young team now offensively for Cincinnati. You know, Jamar Chase had a great year and the quarterback as well, but you know, this is the type of games that veteran teams go into, and, and the Raiders a Mixon, are veteran and Mixon's teams. had a hell of a year. And Mixon, got, yeah, I didn't want to leave that out, yeah. And the yeah. line is much better. It's the best line they've had for a long time. Uh, defensively, yeah. they're solid. Uh, I think just the emotion of it, you know, being in a, a playoff game at home, When's the last time that's happened at Cincinnati, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. That takes me back to the 90s, you know, when the whole jungle vibe was going, and they – yeah, you know, Sam Weish was up there, and they were running the the up tempo offense that you know other people later on copied and so on. So yeah, this is. Well, I think they win. I do. I, I think Cincinnati will win this thing. Uh, I think it'll be hard to slow them down defensively, but I do think you know what they'll do with Crosby is they won't just leave him out there. They'll have a plan for him. No, they, they, they will. They'll play smarter. They won't and, do the Charger routine where they just let him go. You yeah, know, and another Charger routine they're not going to get is the going forward on fourth and, and one on your own 20. <laughs> yeah, right. that, that, see, that ain't going to happen. Zach Taylor so they'll be, they'll be smart, closer. and they're they're really good. They've got a – you know, the that combination mm-hmm. with the wide receiver is pretty substantial. They'll make his plays. Yeah. But they're still going to stick with their plan. They'll grind it out and then throw the ball for some big plays. And I think they yeah. win, but I do think this – Raider group is going to come in there and be destructive, but I think yeah. I think Cincinnati does win it. I think Waller's out there, but he's not a hundred percent. He hasn't shown up at all, and he's no. he's missed him. He's just not running very well. I don't think he's a hundred percent, but you know, I, I get the kid. I mean, he he's gone this far and done all this. He he's wants staying to be there. out there. Yeah. So, Mike, uh, let's uh, let's close out talking about the the coaching changes. You know, we they call this or called Monday Black Monday in NFL and. So uh, Matt Nagy gone at Chicago, uh, along with the GM Ryan Pace. Uh, the rumor yeah, is Leslie. Yeah, Leslie doesn't Frazier mean. You know, Ron, the, the thing they just keep getting wrong. You got to go deeper than that. 
They keep changing head coaches and GMs, and, and nothing changes. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. How deep you got to go? You got to get the president. You got to go back into that deep. You've got to change the psyche of that organization. Wow. You you got so in other words, you got to go one step below the McCaskey family, the ownership. You got to clean, clean it. From you got to change that whole culture and get yeah. somebody who knows football in there. And How many teams football. have done that? I don't know. I really that's don't a, that's know. A, and I think a lot of teams are afraid to do that and don't know how to do that. Because well, they did the Rams. Yeah. When they yeah. moved them out here, they did it at the Rams. They got rid they, of everybody. They did it with the Rams. Did they, they, they didn't do it with Detroit. Or would you call this Yeah, they a really step did in this because move? she's, I guess, the owner, she's really more involved with it. Um, they just got too many inexperienced people at the top there. Their GM is it was a scout and he's never been in the office. So, I mean, that's still, that's a bit of a struggle. I, they, they are going to bring in, um, I think they're going to bring somebody in that does as in a consultant that is a football guy. But I just saw that they did re up the president. So, yeah, yeah. You, you've got, I'm not blaming bring- him for everything, but he just, you know, he's a business guy. You know, you just need, you need somebody making these decisions that's got experience, that's done it, you know. And yeah, it's, it's like these these colleges, Mike. They, they it cracks me up when uh, they 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 use a search firm to find their next coach. Well, those people in that search firm better have some serious football knowledge and be able to go up on the grease board and draw things up and know when something isn't working and why it's not working. Well, first, it's ridiculous to get a search firm to hire uh, a football. Just, see, that's the problem. See, the Bears are doing that too. They they've got a, a committee together of people that are going to hire the coach. It just, it doesn't, it just doesn't Never, make sense. No, nah, but yeah, I see that. It'll, it'll continue to be the bears, you know? Yeah. Goes. I'm sure green Bay and, and uh, the Vikings are happy about it. Oh no. They, and they, they send out all of that propaganda. Oh man, boy, they're going to be stronger next year. Boy, they're, they're going to be tough. <laughs> and they laugh behind their back. And anyway, uh, the Vikings, Mike Zimmer parted with, yeah. uh, with him along with general manager, Rick Spielman. Yeah. Long-time GM in the league, so. I think that's a great job. I think that, I really think that quarterback's pretty damn good. You know, I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really yeah. good job. That's Cousins, solid, yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going to happen up there, but I think of all the jobs that are available, I would think that that's the best one. Well, it's funny. They've been talking about Cousins leaving. Like, this is his swan song. So. Yeah, why would he leave? I'm, yeah, I mean, hopefully whoever gets in there, you know. Yeah. He's too good a player to get out of there. Right, right now, yeah, and, and you've got a young player there again, very much like Cincinnati. Anytime you got you, Justin Jefferson there, he used to talk to us about our personnel guys. They didn't like somebody on the team. They said, "We need to get move this guy." Okay, when who are you going to replace him with? Right. Well, you know, we can draft. Okay, who are you want to draft? Yeah. Well, we'll have to find. Yeah, you're not going to replace this guy. You can't. You can't do that to us. They don't have an answer. Yeah, they don't have an answer. And uh, now this is the surprise one for me, uh, Brian Flores. What happened down there? I don't think that there's a connection there between the quarterback. Uh, I think I think they're married to that quarterback, and for some reason, I think that he and that head coach just don't hit it off very well. Because remember, he benched him, then he had to play him, and that's when he took off and got hot. Remember, yeah. they were zero and five, and they changed quarterbacks, and then uh, whoever it was got injured, and he had to play him. And then he just took off and got hot and won like six or seven in a row. And I think right. that, I think ownership there wants obviously they're invested in the in the quarterback and I think Flores and the quarterback too. I just uh, I think there's a disconnect there and I think that's why. 
But Mike, with that kind of record, you finished nine and eight. Now I know they finished out of the the playoff mix by by one game, probably. Yeah. But but that's not a. They didn't have a bad season, and they 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 started off rough, and then they fixed it and picked it up and went on a nice run. I'm just trying to figure out what were there, were there words in the in a in a in a staff room. You know, sometimes. You can catch a guy on a bad day and a coach, you know, <laughs> no, I, I just cusses think, I out think a GM or, or an owner and all of a sudden it's okay. Well then get out. Okay. I'll leave one of those. I two. don't know. I'm not aware of any of that, but I am yeah. aware that the quarterback and the head coach down there, they're just not, you know, it's just not working. I, well, I wonder who's wrong. Well, the guy they pay the most is to, is the guy they're going to go with, you know, so. They're paying two all that money. You think they're the coaches you, go in those situations? Just you're gonna you. you're gonna tra- you're gonna go with the 23 year old kid, right? That you paid that you've paid all that money. 100 million to, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Instead of the coach over there, Joe Schmutz. You know, Joe Schmutz can oh. go. You can get another one. You know? the, yeah, the coach has got five rings from New England, right? The, yeah, you, right. You, you say you well, you know, it's just it's just like uh, Al, Al Davis used to say. I can find anybody come here and coach this team. Woo, woo. You know what? He said there. He, he used to say, hey, "Coach Mott, I don't pay these head coaches because how there's a lineup about fifty out there to come and take it for nothing. <laughs> it don't mean nothing." Oh <laughs> well, my gosh, that's, that's great! Not, that's that's great, Mike. <laughs> oh man, I spent a lot, spent a lot of time with Al in, in those uh, corners meeting. I, I used to search him out because I really enjoyed talking to him. Well, I got a good Al story, but we, we don't have any more time today. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell that one later on at your request. You have to request <laughs> it, man. Um, and there's, now these coaches are safe as of now, unless, uh, you know, the wires are changing every minute, folks. So, you know, things may be popping as I'm talking. But uh, David Cully uh, at Houston, Matt Rule, he unloaded most of his staff, but he's safe. And, yeah, Matt, uh, Matt's, yeah, that's a, he's got to get done, obviously, this year. Then I just don't understand how New York can, can Joe Judge. Can, they haven't made a move Joe yet. Judge. Yeah. It's all about money. You know, they paid him so much money. It was so dumb to give him all that money without ever coaching in the league, really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. All right, Mike, that's it, man. I, I well, know you've got a lot of things to do. And, I have one you know, question like, for you. Yeah. How many in the last five years, say in the last 10 years, college coaches, with no NFL experience, have come in and done a great job in the NFL and won. None. 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 I can't remember any. But they, but owners are still enamored with that. You know, oh, they're yeah. still enamored. Yeah, that's with right. Them. No. And McVay's a young guy, but he had a lot of experience. He's bounced around the league, you know, in different places, and you know, he comes from NFL lineage. So that's yeah. But I mean, all yeah. these, if you were, if you're an assistant league, you got it, you were in it and then you go, you're in, head, right. You know, that's different, but that's different. Yeah. That's totally different. But no, I, I can't think of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not in NC. So, you know, that's Matt rule. That's who you're talking about. He's, he's one of those guys. And I, and then where was Joe judge? Joe. Yeah. Joe judge was, uh, right. In New yeah. England. Yeah. So he's just, um, they threw him all that money for the lineage out of, you know, New England. Of course, Bill is all of his assistants that he wants to get a job. They're going to get they're going to get hired or interviewed. You know, none of them worked out. So, what's the number one thing you're looking for from a coach if you're an owner? 
what, what should it be? What should it be? That's the better question. I think judgment and um, having a plan and staying to that plan, you know, uh, for me, if I was an owner, I'd want somebody that I was convinced that I understood that he knew how to develop a culture there that was going to be good every year, you know, with a, getting the right people in place. And that's what, that's what it's all about. It's a game of, it's about people and having the right people, obviously. And to me, yeah. it was always about hiring somebody with a competitive um, uh, personality, you know, that everything they did, they had that competitive edge, whether it's coaches or players, you know, you just didn't care how talented you were, unless you were going to compete at a high level and how important it was to you. And, and you know, you got to have those kinds of people. And so when you interview people, I had three things that I liked about people and you hold that to them and if, then that's good. If they are light in one area, you don't hire them, you know, that way you've got people that are highly motivated and very knowledgeable and all that stuff. So yeah, I just think you can't hire buddies. You can't, you know, you get guys and throw a lot of money at them and they're a CEO and they delegate authority, but you got to have somebody that is willing to do the details and check in and, make sure things are done right all the time and have knowledge. And most of the time, to be honest with you, most head coaches that get those jobs don't have intimate knowledge of football on both sides of the ball. Yeah, It's very rare. Bill Belichick does, uh, you know, Alabama, obviously he does. Um, There's just not that many of them that do. Yeah. I think McVay does. For a young guy, I think he has a – Excellent knowledge of both sides of the ball, but and he there's a great example there when he on his interview he knew exactly what he wanted, how he was going to get it done, and mm-hmm. he did it. No, that's right. And he was yeah. a great hire for him. So yeah, yeah. So I I don't know how they interview. I've been in a couple of those things, I, and it was I was just kind of disappointed. Yeah, and that's what's unique about McVeigh and Shanahan is that they they they've grown up in the business so when they go do interview you would expect them to interview very well they've seen it they've seen it all their lives well they know exactly what they want and how to do it yeah yeah and it's not it's not fluff you know it's it's not a pep talk you know you go into those deals and and you're going to give a pep talk and how you're going to do this yeah they don't want to hear that stuff well some of them do the bears obviously do but they take a recommendation off of somebody because they're enamored they're fans you know yeah. Bill Belichick called and said, this is the best guy since uh, sliced bread. Well, I'm going to hire him. Bill says he's great. You know, right. you can't hire him like that. You just can't. Right. Does he fit your organization? Does he fit your plan? Does he fit? Does he fit? Does he so fit in your that guys? Interview with a head coach, you have to make them demonstrate to you that they have intimate knowledge of how to get this thing done. Mm-hmm. That's key. Intimate knowledge. Yeah. They can't Not just come out with a – you know, their agent gave them all this stuff to do and, and talk about, and that's what's going to sell it, you know, which happens. Yeah. Yeah. Not in that intimate knowledge, not PFF or, or, uh, or, uh, you know, stats knowledge. That's a different type right. of knowledge. Right. 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 And the first yeah. thing, you know, you talk about how you get to hire your staff or what you look for and, and why you do that. You know, you have to ask a lot of whys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mike. No more whys from us, man. All right, Ryan. You got all the answers, though. Always yeah, fun, right. brother. Hey, I always had the answer. Some people listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they may not be right, but, but I always have answers. Hey, you still home alone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I have the dogs. Oh. They were just here. I had them on my lap before we got on. They're my buddies. <laughs> all right. We got to put them on next week. We will. Yeah, let's put them on, man.
All right, buddy. All right, Ronnie. Talk to you later. Okay. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike March, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Well, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. Be sure to join us next Tuesday for a new episode as we discuss the candidates for this year's NFL MVP. Don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and be sure and hit that good old subscribe button. And remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. So long, everybody. Run It Again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.